Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic with three locations in York Region to help you to eat well and live better. For more information, visit naturesemporium.com and follow them on social for all things health at Nature's Canada. Welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm station manager Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Mike himself, Dr. Mike Carosa. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Tina. How are you? I'm good, thank you. And I want to thank you for my organic coffee. I have to admit to you, I don't think I've ever had an organic coffee. Well, you know what? Thanks to Nature's Emporium. I drove by this morning to pick up some tea. Uh, the good mood tea is what I like. And then definitely I figured, you know, I know you like your coffee, but I, I figured love my I, coffee. a nice organic coffee. Of course, I'm not a huge proponent of coffee, but if you're going to drink it, of course, the organic one would be your best this choice. This is the one to go to. All right. Well, let's get right to it because we've got a busy show and your listeners want answers to these health-related questions. You all set? I'm ready. Let's okay. go. The first one comes from Marianne in Maple. She wants to know, if you prescribe supplements for her, how long does she need to take them? Well, this is a wonderful question. Thank you for the question, Marianne. First off, you're taking supplements for a specific reason. There's not... Um, we we're, we don't want to put you on a supplement other than the fact that we've test, we've tested you, we've checked for a nutritional deficiency. Once that nutritional deficiency is either rectified by retesting, uh, then we can actually look at whether this is something you need to take long term. Depending what it is, if it's an iron supplement and your iron your iron stores are low, if it's a B12 and your B12 uh, stores are low, maybe if it's a multivitamin. But usually a testing uh, to come before for sure, and then thereon after. We always like to test and just to make it clear. You know, I am a naturopathic doctor, evidence-based, of course, and I love taking supplements, but I don't think, and I truly believe this, I think that we can get the majority of our nutrition from our diet. Hence why our segment, we always talk about what foods you can get nutrition and nutraceutical sub, like supplements and, and when to supplement them. But for the most part, I think it's important that you know, you can t you have to take supplements. You might be in a little bit of a trouble situation. Either your gut is not functioning properly, or there could be an issue that and a defi nutritional deficiency that we need to rectify. So the answer to Marianne's question is that it depends, but definitely supplements usually take three to six months to sort of rectify, and then you can sort of you can bring it down in terms of the quantity and the levels. But I never give patients more than three supplements. That's the key and the rule in my practice. If I'm going to give you more than three supplements to take guess what? I'm not going to get compliance. Patients are not going to follow and they're going to be like, which one do I need to take and why do I need to take this? So usually about the go-to is about two to three vitamins. And then in terms of if it's a nutritional deficiency or if it's a multivitamin, then the longer you take it, the better. But rectifying the nutritional deficiency is clutch. I think that's the most important point. And just to make sure that we check those points on either a you know, annual basis or every six months just to make sure that we're right in that sweet spot. Is a nutraceutical the same as a supplement? Well, nutraceutical is, an, is a topic um, almost, you know, you have a pharmaceutical and then you have the nutraceutical. So the nutraceutical side of things represents a natural occurring product that is a supplementation. Okay, our next question is from John in Newmarket. He asks, are there natural options for helping treat and prevent muscle injuries. Dr. Mike, what's your expert opinion on this one? Well, this is a great question. Good question, John. 
First off, you want to protect the muscles. It's really important, and protecting the muscles sometimes needs the nutrients affiliated with that. So it's not like you're going to prevent, obviously, if you're going to go to the gym and you're going to tear your musculature and overwork them, there's really nothing you can do. But to protect your muscles, things like a couple of supplements that are extremely important, for example, one is magnesium. That causes a relaxation of the musculature, so it's not going to be so tense, and then when you go to utilize that muscle, it's going to actually be a little easier. So either before, I like it after the gym when you're sore, it sort of helps with the recovery. And also another really good supplement is L-glutamine. So L-glutamine actually helps replenish muscle and musculature turnover. So you want to get this turnover because glutamine actually stimulates muscular cells. Because when you go to work out, Tina, you actually tear and you need to replace this musculature. And that's what glutamine can do. So it can make that muscle nice and big and strong. And you'll notice you'll increase things like the size. And so that's an amino acid, L-glutamine. And, and then the third thing is something like I, I really like is coenzyme Q10. Now, this is more for the powerhouse and the mitochondria, which the mitochondria, Tina, is pretty much the entire musculature of the cell. So it's the it's the membrane of the cell. It actually helps the energy producing for the, all the cells. And so coenzyme Q10 will help things like cellular respiration so that your musculature will actually get more oxygen and replenish itself a little bit better. So that's my three picks. Great question, John. So obviously there's the preventative approach. And one thing that's really important, of course, you want to stretch. I think that's the key. So if you're working out before you're doing a sport, definitely stretch the muscle. That's going to be really important. Now you mentioned magnesium. In what form should John take the magnesium? I like the I like the bisglycinate form. So the glycinate atti- attached to glycine, which is another amino acid that gets right into the musculature. Great question because this was on our last segment. If you take the citrate form, it might just go right through you. It won't go to the level of the musculature. So you definitely want to have a, glyc- a glycine or a glycinate form that actually gets right to the musculature. All right, much more to come when we come back. How your bones affect every aspect of your health. We'll explain. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carozza. Now, Dr. Mike, you wanted to focus on bone health on today's show and how the bones affect so much in our overall health. Yes, uh, that's right, Tina. Correct. There's 206 bones. Did you know that, Tina? Had no clue. In the entire human body. That's I mean, a if, lot. It is a lot. And in terms of our musculoskeletal and in terms of our internal skeletal functioning this is a lot of muscle this is a lot um, of bones so what's going to happen is we need to look at some of the issues that can arise with bones and i think you know there's many bone conditions out there so you have the musculoskeletal system and the bones are the building block so this is the building block you have things like collagen that is going to make up the framework and that's the protein and then there's a mineral called calcium phosphate Now, this makes up the framework and the hard and strong bones. We want to get these bones nice and strong. Now, whether you're an elderly menopausal female or even a young male or young individuals, you want to get these bones nice and strong right from the get-go. So what happens is you, you, you store calcium. Okay, so you've heard about this, right, Tina? You know that we need to have calcium and calcium is extremely important, but there's a lot of miscommunication out there in terms of where they can get sources of calcium. So first off, 
there's there, there is a problem that having too much calcium can cause an issue. So you don't want to just overtake calcium because without the proper bone forming ingredients, calcium is going to be an issue. So you want to have proper uh, minerals with the bone. So uh, most importantly, uh, the you know we can have calcium that can actually leach and get into the bloodstream and then deposit in the wrong places. So okay. that's calcification, right? Correct. And that can cause so many other issues. Yeah, so, that, so that's the big issue. So when you get calcium and you take a calcium, it's very important to take things like a magnesium, like phosphate, like boron, like vitamin D, and like vitamin K2. Why? Because that allows the blood to not just deposit calcium anywhere, but it takes it from the blood and deposits it right back into the bones where you need it. So in terms of acidic foods that make your body acidic, you know, drinking things like coffee and alcohol, even taking calcium supplements without the appropriate cofactors like we discussed, will cause some absorption issues, okay? So you'll deplete, and then if, you're, if your body's overall acidic, you'll actually cause the cal- calcium to leach from your bones into your bloodstream. And so you'll actually demineralize it. We'll talk about what some of those conditions are. For the most part, there's three major con- conditions related to bone issues. So we got osteoporosis, which is more brittle bones, and this is where you become more fragile. Um, this has typically resulted in hormonal changes, and you'll get this more from things like menopausal Menopause, women. Menopause, for sure. Um, and then this is the number one cause of hip fractures, right? Especially in this country where we have cold winters, right? In, in terms of osteoarthritis, it's the most common form of arthritis. Now, this is the one that's affecting millions of people. Um, it occurs in pretty much hands, knees, and hips joints, but what the, the, it's the pr- protective cartilage that actually that cushions the ends of the bones that wears down. And this is the issue. And uh, predominantly, it's an inflammatory condition, and these last two are. Uh, the next one is rheumatoid arthritis. Now, this is the long-term progressive. This is pretty much, um, it's an autoimmune disease, and it's pretty much... Uh, I think it's, it disables pretty much all of the, the joints affiliated, so most commonly in the hands and feet. And it can strike anyone at any age, right? It can. It can. And, what, and the, you know, the idea is something that you can do is take things like anti-inflammatories to combat this, but predominantly it's an autoimmune disease, and it is hereditary. So that's the, the big issue is that you can get something like rheumatoid arthritis passed on from your family. So in the diet, what can we do? What, where can you get your calcium from and how can you do it in such a nice way? But in terms of how to get our bones nice and strong from the get-go, just from a dietary standpoint, we want to have a lot of things like spinach, green leafy spinach, and broccoli. So you need calcium, but you need a bound to vitamin D like we spoke of. That's the key. Uh, and, you know, magnesium and boron are going to be essential. But did you know, Tina, vitamin C actually can stimulate bone formation? Had no idea. And actually studies have shown that not only protects the bone health, but it actually it, it, it causes it to not break down and from damaged cells. So that's what you want to do. So you want to have make sure you have vitamin C. Uh, and we got some studies we're going to talk about. And uh, bone mineral density is how you check for your osteoporosis or osteopenia. So you might not have osteoporosis, but you might have the preliminary effects, which is osteopenia, which is low bone mineral density enough that eventually it can actually graduate and become osteoporosis. So how do we prevent that? And these are some of the tricks. Um, Tina, uh, just one study on onion consumption. Onion consumption, just eating onions, will have a beneficial effect on bone mineral density. Wow, who knew? Yeah, and it'll help lowering your risk of developing fractures. 
So, and then, you know, something to really consider that we spoke about in our cardiovascular segment is high salt diets. Now, how does salt impede on the bone health? Well, a high salt foods will actually cause your body to release calcium into the bloodstream and actually cause your bones to be brittle and then lead to things like osteoporosis. So not only will it increase things like your blood pressure, this is things that it's going to cause in order to damage your bones and your structure. So, you know, in terms of 15 calcium rich veggies, we'll talk about poppy seeds and sesame. Obviously the chia seeds are really important. You got beans and lentils. Almonds are the best wow. in terms of the nuts. You got dark, dark leafy greens, like we spoke, calcium, collards, and spinach. And of course, broccoli is the powerhouse. You know, this is not only a cancer preventer, but it actually is going to add a loads of calcium into the body where it needs. And in terms of risks of osteoporosis that actually leach out calcium uh, and make your bones brittle, smoking, alcohol, obviously menopause, uh, low testosterone, and andropause for men, and then certain steroidal medications. But one thing that's important, I take a, a, a obviously a good interest in this in my private practice, is that genetics is extremely important because maybe you don't assimilate Maybe you don't simulate calcium and maybe this is something you need to supplement for. And all of a sudden you're 40 and you're not absorbing calcium. So let's do a genetic panel. Let's find out if this is something that you need early on and then we can easily replace this. Okay. So you could look for those markers earlier than when it actually becomes an issue. Absolutely. All right. And I think, I think in terms of the studies, we talked about the onion studies, but even just increasing your select vegetable consumption, just increasing veggies alone will increase bone mineral density. And the, the third best thing in terms of all the studies, studies in both men, women, and children, strength training. Tina, I think strength training is the most important. Weight-bearing exercise is actually shown to be the most promising to increase mineral density and bone turnover, bone strength and size. So you actually get stronger. Working out is 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 extremely important. We know that, but it's even more so for our entire skeletal musculoskeletal system. Now, what about someone who has never worked out though, and they just start doing it? Is it you know too little, too late? It's never too late. Uh, it's actually because if you let's say you've been diagnosed with osteoporosis, let's say you have low bone density or even osteopenia, and you're just like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Working out, and we're not talking about even resistance training. We're not talking about going to the gym and start benching like 250 pounds. We're talking resistance training, help the muscle, get your body to realize that your bones are necessary and you need them. And you tell your body, okay, I need to reform some bones here and my calcium's got to get redistributed. So provided like, like we talked about the dietary supplementations, we're going to talk about taking some nutritional supplements as well. And, um, you know, uh, products like, uh, bone basics from AOR. I love that product that just gives you the calcium and the phosphorus and you also have things like the boron, the vitamin D, and the vitamin K. So you put that all, taking your supplements, you go work out, and then you take a nutritional protocol like more veggies, increasing your onions, your onion consumption. Obviously, there's going to be gas affiliated with that, so be careful. But for <laughs> sure, but for sure, these are some of the steps you can take to increase things like your calcium absorption in your body. So gone is the idea that you can only get calcium from dairy. It's not true. It's not. It's a. It's a big. Um, you know, mis misconception. It's for a, sure. It's a misconception that you just have to get calcium from from uh, from dairy. So there's a lot of vegetable sources. So you mentioned exercise. You mentioned supplements. You talked about the studies. What about the tests that you actually have to take? Is it all done through blood work? 
Uh, yes. So in terms of a genetic, if it's a genetic test and you want to do, it's a saliva test. So you can check your genetics. There's 23 and me. You can check that. That's one that you can do online. Um, or there's uh, other genetic tests and those are mostly done by saliva just to see your genetic predisposition. Otherwise you can do a simple blood test. You can check your magnesium, your RBC, your red blood cell magnesium levels, your calcium levels, just to see that they're in the range. What about the bone density test that they often recommend for women who are in perimenopause? So that test is really good because not only, you know, you'll, you'll check it now and it'll say, oh, you're osteopenic and then you'll check it in six months. So a lot of my patients come to my office and say, Dr. Mike, I'm osteo, I have osteopenia. I'd like to increase my bone density. What can I do? And these are some of the tricks that I just tell my patients in my office, what I've just told our listeners today. All right. When we come back, the top three things you should do to get the best results after a chiropractic appointment. This is Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Mike? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com. You're listening to 1059 The Region and this is Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Tina Cortez and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carozza. Tina, next on the show we have um, a chiropractor, uh, Dr. George Caravalotti. He is a colleague, a leader in the health industry in our community. He's been practicing for over 40 years and has um, is not only a chiropractor to someone like myself, but my entire family. It's an honor to work with him alongside uh, our other colleagues at Apple Med Clinic. And I'm proud to have him as a team player. We help the community together, and he's an inspiration to us all. Welcome, Dr. George. Thank you. Good nice to, to have here. you here. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, Dr. George, you know, we, we obviously... You've been practicing a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, I'm a practitioner as well and I respect this tremendously because to be practicing for over 40 years is a huge, huge uh, accomplishment. So I, first of all, I'd like to, uh, you know, make note of that and congratulations, really. I, I just like to talk a little bit about what inspired you because, you know, 40 plus years ago, you decided to be a chiropractor. And so what inspired you to become a chiropractor? Maybe you can tell some of our listeners. And that must have been a very different time as well because <laughs> it wasn't as common as it is now. Exactly. No, it was, um, it was just, well, we had a, we had a rough time in the, in the seventies, eighties. Uh, the medical profession was uh, really against chiropractic, but uh, we survived it. But uh, things have changed. There's more acceptance. There's more, more call it public knowledge of what we do. So in in the 60s, 70s, it was sort of a, like a taboo kind of thing. For sure. But uh, the whole the whole profession has evolved, uh, thanks to the associations, thanks to the uh, governing bodies. But, uh, and we're here to help the public. We're here to help people the best we can. Uh, going back to your question, um, it was more of a personal uh, kind of uh, deal, more of a personal experience. Uh, back in the days when I was going to high school and university, I was playing soccer at uh, a junior A level. So I had some difficulties with the knees and I went through the medical system with no results. So while I was in university in, uh, at Mac, I, uh, I went to a chiropractor, and uh, an older gentleman, and uh, he did the uh, consultation examination, and then he did the report of findings, and as soon as he started doing the report of findings, I just stopped him and I go, how do you get into this profession? <laughs> and there was, uh, as they call it, the satori, which is instant enlightenment. So in that's what happened. Here we are. I mean, do you treat the issue on the first visit? 
absolutely. Um, my the way I look at things is, if you come in my office, you're in pain, so I'm not going to wait three, four times, or three, four visits until we start doing things. You you need treatment, you need help now, and that's when we do it. And yes, the, um, the first visit consists of. Uh, consultation, examination, report of findings, diagnosis, and then the treatment. And again, it's all tailor-made. It's individual. It's, uh, it's set for the patient for his condition, or his or her condition, and trying to help them as much as we can. And who's a candidate for this, Dr. George? I mean, you know, is there anybody that can't come and see a chiropractor? Like, for example, pregnant women, small children. I know you see my children, but, you know, let's tell our listeners a little bit about that. uh, There's really nothing to worry about because, you know, is there any particular patient that you can't see? Mm, No. No, we can treat everybody. And again, uh, the treatment has to be tailor-made, has to be uh, directed towards the patient, towards the condition, the age group. Uh, the condition that we're dealing with, um, some hesitation. There's, uh, there's a lot of patients that they come in and they're very reluctant. And then once once we start talking, we start doing the examination, and then they sort of settle down because um, I'm from the old school. I'm hands-on kind of chiropractor. Um, I listen to the patient. The body gives me feedback, and we just take it from there. So um, anybody that comes in, doesn't matter on the age group, uh, they, do, they don't just come in and I give them the hero adjustment. No, it's it's a very uh, comprehensive, it's a very tailor-made, very personal kind of treatment. Yeah, and I'd say hands-on is an understatement. I mean, uh, from personal experience, I mean, this man's got hands of gold really he does uh, tina because he can really get in there and for some reason i don't know how but he finds the problem and he feels his way there and it's really interesting how he mentioned you know tailoring custom tailoring this because not everybody has a back problem i mean some people have a hip problem right dr george and this this could be an issue i mean and so you know, there's, um, of course, so we mentioned about the different types of, of, of uh, demographics and what type of individuals we can see, but maybe you can tell our listeners, what is that popping sound? I mean, that like that cracking, like, is it your bones cracking, Dr. George? Can you explain that? Yeah, yeah that's the uh, one that freaks me out a bit. No, and it's, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, call it misconception or call it uh, whatever, you know, I mean, some, some patients or some people, uh, you know, relay the message as a popping sound or relay the message as the cracking. The cracking per se is not the bone, it's not the joint itself, it's just the creation of a vacuum within the joint itself. And the adjustment per se is that we bring the joint, doesn't matter which joint we're dealing with, with the, with the, with the back or the extremities, we bring the joint to its normal physiological level and then it's a very shallow, quick thrust and that resets the joint in the process there's the creation of a vacuum within the joint itself, and the popping sound per se is just a release of nitrogen gas. And it's to, to sort of put it in perspective, if you put a, a glass, a wet glass on a counter, when you go lift it, you get that resistance, and then all of a sudden it lets go, and you get that popping sound, and that's it's the same principle. So it's completely natural. It's not your bones cracking. No, no. The bones, mm-hmm. the joints are well protected exactly. by capsules, synovial fluid, and all the other stuff around them. So no, the joints are well protected. Also, uh, the other misconception is that you get 
I get a lot of patients coming in, especially young kids, that say, hey, Doc, oh, I adjust my neck, I adjust my spine all the time. And I'll tell them, back off, because you're not adjusting the joint. You're just getting creating a release, a muscular release on the surface. But at the same time, over time, that can create irritation and lead to arthritic changes within the joint itself. So is chiropractic adjustment needed long-term, or is it something that should just last over a period of time, and then you're done? Um, yes and no. Yeah, you can ask some of our patients, because yeah. we got lineups in our office okay. for this man. I mean, <laughs> like, and there are people who swear, and myself personally, but I know there are people who actually swear by it. But Dr. Yeah. George, go ahead. No, the... Uh, the uh, um, on a more frequent basis in the acute in the acute stage, so we're trying to reset the the joints, trying to rebalance the whole mechanical uh, apparatus and allow normal function. Um, is it for life? No, but it, it it would be it's it's a good norm to get a pre- on the preventative aspect of the whole situation. But human nature is just it is what it is. So I chiropractic mean, can be preventative as well. Absolutely. I've always thought of it as after oh, you have an issue. That's when you go to the chiropractor. Yeah, no, but that's sure. But that's, again, human nature. I mean, we think everything is fine until the pain hits. That's right. And and again, the question I get says, what happened? What did I do? I go, it, it's the abuse that you put on your body over mm-hmm. the years, over time, and then all of a sudden the body overloads and there's no questions asked. So for our listeners out there, whether you have an acute problem, you put out your back, um, shoveling the snow, which is coming soon, uh, or you maybe did, or maybe as a preventative, you played a lot of sports, you feel like your body's in balance, your gait is off, whatever concerns, whether it's chronic or acute, this is a man you have to see. Dr. George, what are the top three uh, things that a person can do to get best results after leaving an appointment with you? Um, the... The best, I guess, it's a lot of factors, but the best three that in my in my mind would be, number one, trying to relax for for a few hours, allow the body to take in the the stimulation, the change itself. Uh, uh, water intake is very important for the muscles, for the whole system, and also posture. Um, in other words, after the adjustment, uh, you know, don't don't go back on the construction site and. Uh, <laughs> you know, the, the, the lift lift a thousand pounds, but uh, if you can just sort of stay off for a few, if even half an hour, an hour would be great. Just enough to allow the body to reset. Great. Thank you very much. Well, first off, I'd like to thank you, Dr. George. Thank you for coming out. My so, pleasure. So if anybody, if obviously there's a lot of our listeners out there that actually already see Dr. George. Maybe if you haven't seen him in a while, and this is a little refresher, uh, for those people who want to come and see him, we practice together. You can come and see myself or, or Dr. George, applemed.ca. You can reach us at, at um, Instagram now at applemedclinic, um, and you can actually call us. Uh, 905-417-4000 is our number. Uh, Thank you very much for being on the show, Dr. George. And thank you, Tina, for being an awesome co-host as well. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of Health is Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Visit them to experience a real commitment to wellness, providing exceptional service, premium products, and empowerment through education.